honorable life. An honorable life. We show honor to those around us, not because they deserve it, that's nonsense, but because we have been made into honorable people by Jesus. What does the next verse say? For you are free. Free because of Christ. Free because he went to the cross for us. Free because he's done all the hard work to break the chains of sin off of our lives. He went to war with sin to make us free. Now that I'm free, am I going to go to war with my brother? Am I going to go to war with someone I disagree with? Absolutely not. That's not why Jesus died. He died to make me free. He died to make me a person like himself. So now when other people act up, when other people are behaving poorly, when other people are saying things that I know are wrong or offensive, I don't have to blast them. I don't have to show them. I just have to live right in front of them. I show honor. You show honor. The body of Christ shows honor because we are honorable people. And we've been made that way by the Lord. You know, that word in, in verse 15 there, it says, silence those ignorant people. That word literally means to muzzle like an angry dog. So if I've got two dogs, if one dog starts barking, the other dog starts barking. If someone's barking at me and I bark right back, well, now we're just barking. It's just loud and we're going back and forth and it's chaos and nobody's getting anywhere. But if one dog starts barking and the other one doesn't respond, eventually the first one will also stop. And I think the same thing applies for me and for you. When we get in these arguments and these conflicts and we feel so angry, man, we just want to bark right back. But that's not the heart of God for you and me. We are free. This is a free country. We can say what we want. But we're not only citizens of America. We're citizens of heaven. And as citizens of heaven, we are not free to say whatever we want. We are not free to shoot off at the mouth anytime we get mad. We're free to honor God. We're free to love people well, even when they are not lovable. We're free to put aside our opinions so that other people can see Christ in us. That's what we're free to do. Verse 17, respect everyone. Mm. It doesn't say respect those who share your opinions. It doesn't say that. Respect those who agree with you politically. No, it doesn't say that. Respect those who are of the right socioeconomic standing or the right educational background or the right football team affiliation. I don't care. All the things that divide us as humans, none of that has any bearing on how we are compelled by Christ to treat one another. Respect everyone. We don't live in a society of respect. We live in a society of disrespect, of sarcasm, of hostility, of venom. That should not be the case for you and me. We're, we're free. We're saved. We're transformed on the inside. 
And so I don't get to look at somebody else and say, look, if you want me to take you seriously, you better stop doing this. If you want me to really treat you right, you better start doing this. I'm going to treat you right, and I'm going to be respectful towards you, and I'm going to be kind to you because Christ loved me at my worst. How can I do any less for you? Christ saw me when I was wrong, when I was foolish, when I was so backward I didn't know up from down. And yet, he loved me anyway, died for me anyway. And so the respect I show you, the respect that you show me, has nothing to do with the fact that I think you're a respectable person or that I'm a respectable person. No. It has everything to do with the fact that Christ died for you just like he died for me. And I'm going to treat you right because Jesus loves you. And my main goal in life is not to win converts to my opinion, but to win souls for the kingdom. And I've got to be kind to those around me in order to do that. Amen? Respect everyone and love the family of believers. Ah, it's so good. There's only one division in humanity that matters now. Who belongs to Christ and who does not? If we belong to Jesus, that means we belong to each other. No matter what else labels or divisions there may be in our culture between us, the only thing that matters is that you and I belong to Christ. You and I are brothers. You and I are siblings in the family of God. And for those outside the family of God, well, yeah, we're divided from them, but we're compelled to love them and draw them in, to speak truth to them, not so that they'll see how wrong they are. (laughs) We speak truth to those around us so they can see how good Jesus is, that their sins can be forgiven, that the hope they're looking so desperately for is only found in him. Finally, fear God and respect the king. Fear God and respect the king. We don't like to talk about fearing God a lot. We prefer um, the version of Jesus where he's very, you know, gentle. Uh, Maybe he's holding a lamb in a painting somewhere. Very, uh, you know, the paintings of Christ are very like emaciated white dude with a beard and long hippie hair. Right? That's the kind of the vision of Jesus we have in our minds. But this is the God of the universe we're talking about here. And we will be held accountable for everything we have said or typed or tweeted. Held accountable by the judge of all the earth, the God of creation. We can't be so cavalier with the way we treat each other, talk about each other. I mean, the things that feel so important right now in our society... Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But I promise you, in 10 years, in 30 years, those that come after us will look back at how we're acting right now, and they're probably going to be a little embarrassed. Just like you're embarrassed by the things your parents thought were so important, and they were embarrassed by the things their parents thought were so important, the issues of the day are always moving, always changing. But what doesn't change is that there's a real God who demands that we acknowledge him in everything that we do. No matter what uh, the flavor of the day is, the cause we're supposed to believe in or fight against, God does not change. We fear him 
and we respect the king. Now, this is a big thing for the Bible to talk about. Respect the king. At this time, the king was sponsoring the killing of Christians all over the Roman Empire. So how can this man, who is a Christian, encourage other Christians to respect the man who's putting them in prison and worse? How can his politics line up with those of the emperor of Rome? Well, clearly they don't. This is not a political statement. Respect the king. That's not a political statement. It's a Christian statement. We respect the king because we believe that all authority comes from God. Uh, all authority, including government authority. So whoever is the king right now, the Bible says that we respect that person. Again, not because we think the king is a respectable person. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. That's irrelevant. We respect the king because we respect the Lord. The Lord gave the king his authority, so we're going to honor him as best we can as a way to honor the Lord. We honor Christ and we honor our leadership. And I know, man, it, it rubs us the wrong way sometimes to be told to respect somebody that we don't think is very respectable. And if you're a conservative-leaning person, you know, uh, the time under President Obama maybe was really hard for you. Uh, and if you're a more liberal-leaning person, maybe right now under President Trump is really hard for you. Fine. I get it. Either way, whatever. God doesn't care about all that. We respect the king because his authority is from Jesus. And we honor him and we pray for his blessing, whoever he is. And we understand that it's ultimately God that leads every nation on earth, not some person. And you know what? In a few years, it'll be another person. And some people like him, some people won't. But we'll have to respect that person anyway. So I want to encourage you today. If we can somehow insulate ourselves a little bit from the, uh, the venom that surrounds us. Everyone is always so angry about everything that happens all the time. This is not the way of the kingdom. I want to encourage you to treat those around you with respect and kindness because Jesus loves them, even if they disagree with you. I want to encourage you to maybe take a break from social media and the news, if you find yourself losing peace, maybe spend some time in the Word instead. And finally, I want to encourage you to spend as much time in the presence of Jesus in prayer as you do consuming other people's opinions. They don't always know what they're talking about, but Jesus always does. And if you're lacking peace, if the, the season we're in is robbing you of your joy, it may be because you're listening to every voice but the one that matters. Jesus loves you. He died to set you free. Let's not become bound once again to things that don't matter. Amen? Why don't we pray? Father, we love you. God, we thank you so much that you have given us freedom, that in Christ we have had every chain broken, and now, Lord, I pray that we would use our freedom to honor you by honoring those around us. God, the, the people that are with us, like the body of Christ, the people that are against us, maybe difference of opinion or politics, the people that are over us in leadership, God, I pray that we would be respectful and honorable to everyone 
because that's how they're going to see you in us. Lord, I pray that you give us special grace to navigate these weird, uncertain times as you've placed us in. I thank you, God, that you thought enough of us to put us in this season because you believe we can make a difference right now. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, church, we love you. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals, and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit HealingPlaceChurch.org.